1: You know, for hundreds of years, believers had shared Easter greeting where one person would say, he is risen, and the other person would respond with these words, he is risen indeed. Now, historians believe that this tradition goes back to Mary Magdalene when she responded to the Emperor Tiberius in Rome. So today, let's just be traditional. I'll greet you, and then I want you to respond. I want you to say it out loud, or maybe write it in the comments. So are you ready? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Well, happy Easter. Now, if you've been around Stevens Creek very long, you know that I like to start with something funny. Now, here's one of my favorites, and I'm sure right now, my kids are like rolling their eyes, okay? Did you hear about the woman who was looking out the window and noticed that her German shepherd was shaking the life out of the neighbor's rabbit? Her family had been quarreling with these neighbors for some time, and this was certainly going to make matters worse. She grabbed a broom. She ran outside and started hitting that dog until he dropped the rabbit. Now the rabbit is covered with dog spit and extremely dead. She knew she had to act fast to cover up the crime, so she lifted the rabbit up with the end of the broom. She took it into the house. She dumped his lifeless body into the bathtub and, and turned on the shower. After she cleaned him up, she found her hair dryer and blew the rabbit dry. Using an old comb, she groomed that rabbit until he looked pretty good. Then when the neighbor wasn't looking, uh, she hopped over the fence, she snuck across the backyard, and propped him up on his cage. There's no way that she was going to take the blame for this thing. Now, about an hour later, she heard screams coming from the neighbor's yard. She ran outside pretending like she didn't know what was going on and said, What happened? What happened? Her neighbor came running to the fence. All the blood had drained from her face. Our rabbit, our rabbit. She blubbered, he died two weeks ago. We buried him, and now he's back. Well, 2,000 years ago, a group of people put all their hope in a rabbi named Jesus. He was killed, he was buried, and he was placed in a tomb. Imagine those Roman soldiers who stripped him, beat him, and mocked him. Imagine their shock when two days later, Now he's back. That's why we're celebrating today. We're gathering with people all around the world to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you know that you're making history today? There are more people watching Easter services online than ever before. And we are so glad that you tuned in. Take a moment and tell me where you're watching from. Go to our chat section. Also, I want you to share this message right now. Share it on Facebook. Maybe share it on YouTube. Maybe take a screenshot and put it on Instagram. You know, when Jesus started preaching, he asked 12 young guys to join him in the ministry. Over the next three years, this group grew from the original 12 to about 120 people. Today, that 120 people has grown to 2.2 billion people who profess that Jesus is Lord. Nearly one out of every three people on the planet. You know, the Christian church is the biggest organization in the world. It speaks more languages and is in more countries than the United Nations. The church is larger than Europe, China, and the United States all put together. How did the Christian church get that big? That's a great question. Because when you think about it, Jesus Christ never wrote a letter. He never wrote a book. Yet there have been more books written about Jesus Christ than any other person or any other subject in history. Jesus never wrote any songs. Yet there have been more music written about Jesus Christ than any other subject. Jesus Christ never built any buildings. Yet there has been more architecture devoted to him than any other person in the history of mankind. Nothing else even comes close. Jesus never painted any pictures. He never built any statues. Yet there is more art created in honor of him than any other person or thing. Jesus never traveled more than 200 miles from his hometown. Yet you can find followers of Jesus Christ in every nook and cranny on this planet. What makes Jesus so popular? What makes Jesus different from the other religious leaders that we have heard about? I mean, you know, there have been many religious prophets through the years. People like Abraham and people like Muhammad and, and Buddha and Confucius and Gandhi. These were all good men. These were good men who taught great principles, but all of them eventually died. What makes the story of Jesus Christ relevant today is not that he was crucified, but the reason that we're watching this service today is the fact that on Sunday after Passover in AD 33, Jesus Christ came back to life. He rose from the grave and the resurrection of Jesus changed Everything. So let's pick up the story from Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to start reading with verse 1. It said, After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of them that they shook and they became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee there you will see him now i've told you so the women the women hurried away from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy and they ran to tell his disciples you know when you hear the story of jesus i want you to realize that the same power that raised jesus christ from the dead is available to you God's power is here to help you face whatever situation that you have in your life. This is the message of Ephesians chapter 1 in verses 19 and 20. He said, I also pray that you'll be able to understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us to, who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. Again, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, it says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. This power, this resurrection power is available to you when you give your life to Jesus Christ. Now, practically speaking, what does that mean? What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean to us right here and now? I believe it means three things. First of all, the power of the resurrection is the power to start over. The power of the resurrection is the power to start over. I love the words of Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The message of Easter is that you can have a new life. And do you ever wish that you could just start over? You know how it is. You're halfway through a project, and you look at your work, and you wish that you could start over. Maybe you're halfway through your career, or halfway through a marriage, or halfway through your college education, and you just wish you could turn back the clock just a little bit, and do things differently. You know, sometimes you remember things that, like they happened yesterday, but actually they happened a long time ago. When my daughter Sarah moved into her first house, it seemed like we were watching HGTV just all the time. So we did what we've seen people on television do. I mean, we go in, and it is demo day. And so what do you do on demo day? You want to take down a wall. And so we went into our house, we took down a wall, and after we did this, we needed to replace, let's say about a 10-foot section of sheetrock that was maybe like 12 inches wide. It was in the ceiling, like one room, and I decided to patch it instead of replacing the entire sheet of sheetrock. Well, you just can't do that. Sheetrock works best when you have a stud to attach it to. I thought, you know, if I could use enough mud to make it work... And you know what? It looked okay. It looked okay for the first several months, but then it started to crack. And then it started to sag. And every time I went over to her house, I was reminded that I took a shortcut. And every time I saw it, I had regrets. I wish I had done it differently. Maybe you've been there. Well, I mean, not over to Sarah's house, but maybe you've been at a place where you wish that you had had done it differently. The resurrection gives you the spiritual power to start over. Some of you feel as though that you've made too many mistakes. You've missed too many opportunities. Or you've ruined too many relationships. You think, oh, Marty, it is just too late for me you may be shattered and you may be broken you may think you're just too dirty it's too late but let me say this god is here to restore you peace by peace here's what i want you to do today while watching this online easter service i want you to come clean I want you to admit your mistakes. I want you to confess your sins. I want you to give your life to Jesus. He'll give you a fresh start. You see, Easter is all about the power to start over. You may be shattered. You may be broken. You may think that you're just too dirty and it's too late. Let me say this. God is here to restore you peace by peace. This is how it works. Just like the song said, when you come clean, when you give your life to Jesus, you're made into a new person. He removes the old junk that's holding you back. And I believe that he's going to give you the spiritual energy to start over. I said there are three things. Here's number two. The power of the resurrection is the power to keep going. This is what some of you need to hear right now. Jesus is not only here to give you starting power, but Jesus is here to give you staying power. You know, life can be tough. And we live in a broken world filled with broken people. And we all struggle. We struggle with stress, and we struggle with pressure and sickness and disease. I remember hearing about the coronavirus in January and how people in Wuhan, China had to shelter in place. Now, in my mind, I thought to myself, oh, that will never happen here. Never. I can't imagine people in America sheltering in place. Of course, I was wrong. This week has been one of the toughest weeks so far. But let me tell you once again, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. In John chapter 16 and verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Jesus is saying this. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying to you, take heart, I have overcome the world. He's saying, I'm going to give you that ability to keep on going. I'm going to give you that resilience. I'm going to give you that power of endurance. I'm going to give you the power of determination and the power of persistence. I really believe that you, you can get through this. I love the words of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, let's say, let's say that together. Out loud, wherever you are. You may be in your living room watching this on Roku. You may be uh, listening to this uh, on the radio or possibly even on a podcast. So let's say this together. Philippians 4:13. Are you ready? Let's say it together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, you can do all things through Christ. Here's what I know. You can get through this. It won't be painless. It won't be quick. But God will give you the strength that you need. Here's the point. Faith does not make things easy. It makes things possible. I want to say that again. Faith does not make things easy. It makes things possible. The road ahead may be tough, but you can do it. You can get through this. You can step out in faith. Just put one foot in front of the other. Get up tomorrow and face the issues. Get up tomorrow and deal with the problems. Operate from a a posture of victory. I want you to walk in his power. I want you to walk in his spirit. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24, he said, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in. In the Spirit. Now, the Greek word for walk is very ordinary. Walking is taking a series of steps in the same direction. It implies steady progress over a long period of time. And in this verse, it actually means keep on walking. To walk in the Spirit means let your conduct be directed by the Holy Spirit. It has the idea of allowing the Holy Spirit, God's resurrection power, to guide every part of your life on a daily basis. I want you to step out. I want you to step out in faith. I want you to walk in the Spirit. I want you to keep going. That's what Joy Hunley did, and that's what she's doing. Several years ago, she received news that she had cancer. Her battle has been very long and very difficult, but her faith is giving her the
2: strength to
1: keep going. Listen to her story.
2: I just say never give up, I never give up. You know, I lost eight days last March, didn't have a clue what was going on with me, had no idea that I almost passed away, but God was still there and um, he, he just never let me go. gynecologist and told her that I had felt um, a a lump like under my armpit on the side of my breast. She sent me for a biopsy. Uh, That doctor told me right away he could tell that it was cancer. So about a year after all of the breast treatments, I thought I was cured. We did some tests and unfortunately the cancer had spread to the bones in my back and my adrenal gland. Again, 36 weeks of chemo, 23 radiation treatments, and the cancer had now spread to my right lung. Then it spread to my left lung, which which is where the cancer currently is now. I have a tumor in each lung. Unfortunately, uh, I could not take any additional chemo or radiation because too much damage has been done. I can't even tell you how many people were praying for me. I've had more support from my really uh, original eight Creaker friends from the small group. So it was a full year ago and I said, I just don't feel well, I'm going to the emergency room. So about um, eight or nine o'clock that night, they admitted me to a room. And um, it's the last thing I remember, last thing I remember for eight days. When I woke up, I was in my own bedroom, but I was in a little twin adjustable bed and lots of family and friends were standing around me. And I looked up and said, where did this bed come from? And they said, well, hospice brought it in. And I said, well, who's on hospice? And they said, well, you are. And we all started laughing. They sent me home with hospice and told my girls that I had about six months. A lot of people have asked, well, how did you get through all that, especially knowing that you were sent home on hospice with not many months to live? And I said, um, I just never lost faith. I remember when I was very first diagnosed, Pastor Marty came to me and and he put both of my hands in his hands. And he looked at me and he said, you know, Joy, God did not give you cancer. I said, Pastor Marty, I didn't think for one second that he did. And Marty said, but but he's going to get you through it. And so prayers and faith and occasionally tears. It's hard. You have to understand that you can't control your situation but you can control your response to your situation. You know, I, I, I could be back in the hospital tomorrow with the heart attack, I don't know. But if you have the faith that no matter what the outcome is, um, you know, if I live, then my temporary outcome is here on earth and I'll be very happy about that. But if I don't, uh, my, my time on earth ends and I go to heaven, I'll be very happy about that too. For me, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have made it through without my faith in Jesus. Jesus is everything to me. I I couldn't have gotten this far in life without him, and I I won't get any further uh, without him in my life.
1: Now, the power of the resurrection is the power to start over. It is the power to keep going. And finally, the power of the resurrection is the power to finish life confidently. After the resurrection, Jesus spent nearly six weeks on this earth preparing his disciples for their next step. Now, when these 40 days were up, Jesus met them on a mountain in Galilee. And when the disciples arrived, they didn't even realize that this would be the last time that they would physically see him on the earth and that these words would be his last words. You know, last words are always important. When a loved one dies... One of our questions is, did he or she have any last words? For the most part, the last words that people say represent that which is closest to their heart. Listen to the last words of Jesus recorded in Matthew chapter 28. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Think about that. Jesus said, I am with you always. You can live confidently because Jesus is with you. You're not alone. I realize that some of you feel like you have been forgotten. You feel like nobody understands what you're going through. There are some of you listening to me today. You're watching this broadcast and you are ready just to give up. You want to give up on your marriage? You want to give up on your kids? You want to give up on your career or maybe your own life? I believe that God led you to this online Easter service so that you could hear this. Don't give up. Don't do it. God said, I will be with you. I will give you the strength that you need. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, he has the strength and the power to help you through this situation that you're going through. I want you to give it over to the Lord. Listen to the words of Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5. It says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Notice it says to give all of your worries. What are you worried about? Whatever that thing is, whatever that thing that captivates your attention, causes you to worry, I want you to give your worries to the Lord. Give God your problems, every one of them, no matter how big or small. You see, if your problem is big enough to worry about, then your problem is big enough to pray about. Call on the name of the Lord. Turn your life over to Jesus. A lot of people say that you need Jesus Christ because you could die tonight. Oh, that's true. But let me say this. You need Jesus Christ not because you're going to die tonight, but because you have to live tomorrow. The power of the resurrection is the power to live confidently knowing that Jesus is with you to the very end. That's what he says in Matthew chapter 28 and 20. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You know, we're in a very unique time in our world right now. It's Easter Sunday. A time we would often be gathering with friends and family members, and yet we remain separated from each other. But no matter what you're facing or how separated or how alone you may feel, God's promise is that He is with you. Now here's the question this Easter. Do you have the confidence that God's with you? Have you ever invited Jesus to be the leader and the Lord of your life? I believe that you're watching today's broadcast for a reason. Maybe you've tuned in because it's Easter and you just are supposed to go to church on Easter. Maybe you're watching with a small group of friends, or maybe you're with a, a group of your family members, or maybe you stumbled across this video while you're scrolling through your Facebook feed. I believe that God wanted you to hear this message. This message is for you that you can be saved, that you can be changed, that you can get through this with God's power. The resurrection power of Jesus was not for a selected uh, uh, group of people, but it was for everyone, all the people. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This message is for you. This message of Easter is not just for those people who are well-mannered and well-behaved, but it's for all the people. It's not just for those of you who have great marriages and thriving families and wonderful careers, but this message is for all the people. It's not just for those people who have good credit scores and good grades in school, but it's for everyone. You see, at Easter, God was making an unmistakable statement. He was saying, I will leave the highest high, the throne room of heaven, and I will come down to the lowest low, and I will go any distance. I will sacrifice, and I will endure any pain in order to love you. Easter, my friend, is for everyone. It's for all the people. It's for you who are young and you who are old. It's for you who have your PhD and for those who are working on your GED. It's for those who live off an unemployment check and for those who live off of a trust fund. It's for those who are single wishing you were married and those who are married wishing you were single. It's for those who go to work in scrubs or business suits and high heels. It's for those who lounge around in stained yoga pants and rainbows just waiting on your next Zoom call. It's for those of you who like rock music and country music and rap music. It's for those of you who are white and black and Asian and Latino and Jewish and Arab. It's for those of you who are atheists and those who are agnostic. You who are Buddhist and you who are Baptist. It's for the Presbyterians and the Pentecostals. It is for the Methodists and the Muslims. It is for the Lutherans and the Roman Catholics and the Hindus. Easter is for everyone. It's for all the people. It's for the orphans in Guatemala. It's for the motel room kids in our community. It's for the addicts in the recovery center. It is for the COVID-19 patients in hospitals and treatment centers. It's for the inmates who are spending another Easter behind bars. Easter is for all the people. It's for you and it's for me. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. I'm convinced that a lot of you are just two words away from understanding the real meaning of Easter. Just two words. You know, two words can change everything. You know how it is. If you're standing up at a wedding, two words, I do, changes everything. If you're in a courtroom, two words, not guilty, changes everything. If you want to experience Easter, if you want to experience the love of God who sent His Son into the world to be born in a manger, to live a sinless life, to die on the cross for your sins, to be buried and then raised from the dead, if you want to experience that, it just takes these two words, I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died on the cross and He rose again. I believe that He is the Savior of the world. Today is your day. Today is your day. What are you waiting for? Today is your day to make Jesus the leader and the Lord of your life. I believe you've tuned into this service for this moment. For this very moment, because God is prompting you. God is touching your heart right now, and He's calling you to Him. He's calling you to come home to Him. To take that step of faith and say, yes, I believe, I can't Continue to go on like I've been going. That I need a power that's greater than myself. To receive this resurrection power. It begins with a simple prayer. And some of you are saying, okay, Marty said, "Uh, this is where I get a little nervous because I really don't know how to pray. I want to lead you into this. Because you see, I believe, I really believe that today is your day. Today is the day for you to take a step of faith. Today is the day for you to invite Jesus Christ to be the leader and the Lord of your life. You see, becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you have to be perfect or that you're going to be perfect. Becoming a Christian means that you have been forgiven of your mistakes. You have been forgiven of your sins. That's what Easter's about. Jesus paid the price for my mistakes. He paid the price for your mistakes. All you have to do is to receive this gift of the forgiveness of sins. So are you ready? Are you ready to take that step? I want to speak to another group today. There's another group watching that I just want to challenge you to dedicate your life. And for some of you to rededicate your life to Jesus, this is the moment that He's speaking very clearly to you. He's calling you to come back. He's calling you to surrender your life to Him. So are you ready? Now church, Stevens Creek, over the next few minutes, I need you to be praying like never before. Because at this moment, across our community and across this land and this world, people are going to be praying this prayer and we believe that lives are going to be changed as a result of this. So are you ready? Are you ready to pray? I'm going to lead you in this prayer and just follow after me. I'll I'll pray for you and then I'm going to ask you to join me in this prayer. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you that you... uh, have a, <clears throat> you are with us at this moment. Father, I thank you that right now that you have engaged uh, hundreds, even thousands of people into this service. And that this is the moment of decision. This is the moment where people will be taking that step of faith. Now, if that's you, I want you, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, say that. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Say that. Say, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I want you to pray this. Say, Jesus, make me into the kind of person that you would have me to be. I give you my life. Fill me with your love and fill me with your spirit. I receive it. Say that. I receive it in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for those that are making decisions to follow you for the very first time today. But I also pray for those that are rededicating their lives. I pray that this would be a day of transformation. This would be a day of sincere change. So move upon us. We pray this as we receive your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to take your next step. In the chat room, um, there's a button that you can click on that says, Raise Your Hand. And I want you to do that, signifying that you have made this decision. But better yet, I want you to go to our website, and there's a Connect card there. And I want you to fill out that Connect card and let us know that you have made this decision. And here's what we want to do. We want to send you some materials, and we want to get you connected uh, with a group of folks that can help you grow in your faith. Well, it's been an honor for me to celebrate Easter with you. Easter is one of the highlights of my year. And even though we're not together physically, I feel like we are together as a spiritual family. And I just appreciate it so much. Stevens Creek, you're a wonderful group of folks. You're my church family, and I just thank you. We have an opportunity uh, to see the the church move forward in these times. And so I want you to keep on praying, and I want you to keep on uh, believing. And one day soon, we're going to be back together. We know that we'll be online for at least two more weeks, and then we'll look for uh, instructions uh, from the governor after that. But just keep on praying and keep on believing. I need you to do one more thing. I need you to keep on giving. This is a time where we've not been together as a family, but the ministries of the church have continued to move forward. And in some ways, they've expanded especially with our online presence and especially with our Dream Center and all of the uh, work that we're doing for the under-resourced in our community. But we need your support. We need you to uh, return the tithe and bring an offering. Every year at this time, we typically bring an Easter offering to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to do that. You can go to the website and click on the Give button, or you can drop it in the mail and send it to the church. I appreciate your generosity And I pray that God blesses you today as you give. Thanks for listening. If you would like
0: to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.